Hey guys, if you are wanting to start your own podcast and you want a super easy way to do it, I highly recommend Anchor. So you can download the free Anchor app. You can either go to anchor.fm or just search on your phone for Anchor app. And the reason that I love it is it's completely free. It's a way that you can record and piece together like different elements of your podcast, whether you're on like your phone or your computer. And then it like basically puts your podcast in all of the different places so like Apple Podcasts and Spotify and then you can make money from it so you don't have to have like any minimum amount of listeners it's basically everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place for free so you can download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm and I hope you guys enjoy it have fun with it welcome to the spiritual rebels and misfits roundtable where we invite our fellow dreamers, thinkers, healers, lightworkers, world teachers, misfits, and rebels to join us every week at the Roundtable. Where we explore everything from love, business, life, and even things others might think are strange, like UFOs or channeling. And we have co-created this space to deepen our own personal and spiritual journeys, and we'd love to have you add your questions, your wisdom, thoughts, ideas alongside us here at the Roundtable. And we're your hosts, Ashley Bradley, intuitive business coach and mom, calling out healers and lightworkers of the world to play a bigger game and show up with their unique magic. And this is my best friend, James Fletcher. He is also a speaker, a writer, a member of the recovery community, and a queer spiritual activist. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the roundtable. James, can you stop? Can we just do our introduction here? Come on. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the roundtable. So the topic today is the light journey of love workers. And we we actually don't have guests today. The universe wanted it to be us. And so that's what it is. And I think it took a different turn than what we initially thought. But I think that it's cool. What I liked about this is that we brought different perspectives to what it's like to date as like a healer, light worker, spiritual person, as well as what it's like to be in a relationship where one partner is like super into their spiritual practices and the other is kind of like, eh, you know, <laughs> what, what did you really like about today? Well, basically you just if you listen to the whole thing, you get to hear what it's like to have a conversation between Ashley and I every night. <laughs> it's good to bed. So that's basically what I wish it was is. every night. Man, mm-hmm. you've been hard to get old. No, no. I, we're both impact lately. But basically, it's, you know, she's in this beautiful marriage, where, but she's freaky deaky. And Bob is a little <laughs> less freaky deaky. And People are going to really think that that is about sexual stuff and it's about spiritual stuff. Well, maybe if you start talking about entry points during our conversation, they won't think that way. But anyway, <laughs> Ashley's, you know, gonna break it down how it is in a, a functioning mirror to have someone that is very high out there on the, the spiritual realm or mountain or whatever you want to call it and give you a little insight on being single and <laughs> really believing into aliens and medium energy and shit like that and two vastly different perspectives on uh, a fun topic. I had a fun conversation with you. 
Yeah, no, I think it was good. We definitely had some really um, good comments and perspectives that we um, read out loud during the broadcast. And I really liked how we started to dive into like the twin flame soulmate thing, which I think is going to be another topic that we we go like deeper into another day. Um, but just, yeah, like talking about like what the difference is and how um, people actually might be uh, like your twin flame, even if it's not in a romantic way, how you have multiple soulmates. So we go a variety of places with it. Um, but give us a listen. We'd love for you guys as well to, um, if you're if you're listening to these and you're loving them, to leave us um, a little review here so more people can find us. But I hope you enjoy it. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. How are you? Welcome. Okay, so we want to talk to you um, just briefly about this topic and what inspired it. Um, I will say that tonight is different. I feel like this is actually the first time that we have not had a guest, but we're excited that if anybody happens to kind of wander on tonight, that we might on the fly as if we're like a radio show, just like invite people on and just like let them give their comments and who knows what's going to happen, but um, we're willing to take that risk. <laughs> we're willing to take that chance. We embrace um, that risk. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like the conversation that we have today might be different than the conversation that we originally intended to have. I think it's going to be like in the same spirit of the original conversation but it's going to be through our lens and then if anybody happens to join us that's listening that has something to add to this from their journey or from their questions then we'll have their two cents as well so what does this mean to you like this love journey of light workers um i think it's a really fancy way of talking about how interesting it is to try to present or communicate you know our weird fucking beliefs people sometimes <laughs> you know and and i i do want to talk about because i love you and bob so much bob your husband <laughs> and how how gracious and how, how he takes it with a sense of humor and intrigue about your weirdness and you know i say weird dislike is a compliment but just like, you know how it is like when you're around other people and you go into like spiritual realms and you start talking about the stuff that we talk about, people instantly are like, okay. And then you add that onto like a romantic element or a partnership element and it can be trippy, it can be hilarious. Um, yeah, so that's, I think. So, we'll, we'll yes, yes. And I feel like we're gonna have two different perspectives because you're navigating dating right now. And so, mm -hmm you've come into a much different place with your spirituality in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And dating is different for you than it used to be. And so I think that would be really interesting is just kind of understanding like how that is different, like what you've been learning about that, what's better about it, what's more challenging about it or just different about it. Um, and I definitely could speak to what it's like being in a marriage or a partnership where my, I can't necessarily say that like Bob is like interested in the same things as I am, which I feel like talking to some of my friends, it's similar with their male partners, right? That they're like down with whatever their wives want to do, but they're not necessarily like, oh yeah, like 
I want to do that channeling course with you. Like, sign me up, you know? <laughs> but they're like, cool, hey, whatever you're into. So I think that the nature of it has um, changed. Like, we've been together for seven years, so I feel like the nature of it has has changed. But um, we do want to welcome in um, anybody that does want to join us, like, on the fly. If you have anything interesting in terms of, like, your dating life as, like, a spiritual person, healer, light worker, you're in a relationship, even if it's not spirituality in the sense that James and I are holding it, but like in, you were saying, James, like maybe someone is Jewish and their partner's Catholic and like how, does, how do they navigate the differences in their religious beliefs? So we do want to invite you guys in to join us and we have Solange supporting us here. So she could actually give you the link so you can like hop on live and like, I feel like it's exciting when you don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. That was so adorable how you just said it. it. Made me excited for it. Are you excited for it? Like I feel like I feel like I hope that I'm exciting you guys as well. That you might just like be intrigued enough to be like want to add in like on a little like spicy adventure to your Friday evening and like you know just do something spontaneous. Like join us on this podcast live. Do it. Um. So here's um my thoughts for you. Like what's like the biggest difference between dating now than dating pre spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call your spiritual journey. What's the biggest thing? I actually know their names. <laughs> 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 That's one of them. <laughs> well, <laughs> can you elaborate? Oh, I love this. Okay. Can you tell me more? Tell me more, sir. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know that my spiritual journey was coupled with my sobriety. So <laughs> pre-spiritual weekend, it was like, I remember there was a couple times I was at a bar and I was having those two, two separate occasions I could think of. And I was having a drink with a guy and we were like bantering back and forth. And I said something about like it being the, nice to finally meet him or something like that. And he's like, don't you remember like we had sex last week? And I was like, oh. So that's one of the things, having coherency. But another thing is um, I, I've lost, it's going to sound really conceited or I don't know, but I've lost interest in a lot of the shallowness of dating, you know? Like I, you and I, that's why we kind of decided to create the round table, especially during COVID, is like we like to have really, really weird in-depth conversations and so mm -hmm. I, I like to go there right away. First of all, I, I hate dating. I'm not, I'm not great at it. I'm not active in it. But when I go to dinner or I meet up with someone, I instantly want to go to weird places and not- Like what? Like what's the weirdest place that you tried to take a conversation and it like didn't land? Anunnaki theory. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more, like how did this go down? <laughs> <laughs> a very, very, very awkward date at Claim Jumpers that had me go into like talking about like, you know, we come from aliens, right? We were created by aliens as slaves to this guy being like, okay, like salad. <laughs> yeah, like they got <laughs> so like that's what the weirdest place is gone. But like I I always am down to talk about spiritual realms, meditating, like spiritual books, and a, a lot of dates. And I, I hope there's other females in here that can vouch for it. But in the gay community, a lot of first dates are very like, just awkward and 
very surface level. So it's just, and then it's just hard to connect when you have such out there ideas about spirituality with people that just have a baseline of spirituality. You know what I mean? And I'm, I love all spirituality. I love, I have a lot of really friends that are really deep in their Christianity and I love them and I love talking to them about spirituality. I have Jewish friends, you know, they're not so much into their spirituality, but I love hearing about their experience. So I love talking any kind of spirituality, but I think that there's a like, it's going to sound really horrible, but in the gay community, there's not a lot of depth or desire to search those kind of conversations out. So hence the singleness. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so, we need to create our own like app for like, spiritual singles yeah i think there's probably like a dozen already out there i should probably t check into that but i want to ask you <laughs> what has been one of the weirdest things that you've brought to bob and how did he handle it because like in the not last couple of months you've really gone some weird places and you know i'm all for it. i'm here for it i'm here with my popcorn i'm all about it <laughs> but so what's so, i think i'm kind of lucky in that I met Bob before I went deep into spirituality. And the funny thing is, is that it happened like a few weeks after we got married. <laughs> so it was like that. And then all of a sudden I was like going to all of these spiritual classes and card decks. And I was obsessed because I was just like, oh my fucking God, like, this is like amazing. Like, you know what I mean? Like when you, you're, it's like shocking and you just want to talk about it all the time. And I remember sitting at soup plantation with him and he was like, so like, is this just what you want to talk about now? Like all the time? It's just like, <laughs> like who is this woman that you're learning from? Like, cause this is like, like, like how much money are you spending going to her classes? Like, what is her training? And he just like had all these questions. Like I was being like swindled by somebody. Cause in his mind, he was like, my new wife is like in some kind of cult now. And she's obsessed with all this stuff. And like, who did I just marry? Um, but literally like I went with my friend, Sarah, <laughs> the day that we got back from our honeymoon, Sarah was like, there's this uh, guy white eagle that's going to Sedona and um, they're doing some shamanistic practices uh, and despachos like in Sedona and um, do you want to go and like literally the day that I came back from my, our honeymoon I like was like bye honey and I like went with Sarah on this spiritual adventure and so um, the timing of it was interesting but like weird things with him I think the weirdest one recently was like when I started to like, cause you and I have had conversations for a while, how I have connections with aliens, like uh -huh. the, um, uh, the Arcturians and how I'm uh -huh. like, yeah, like I'm totally like part alien or I have had a ton of other lifetimes more often as in like some other alien planet than I have here on earth. And like, I came here, you know, I'm in this lifetime. Right. But I feel, like there's these other connections out there. And so I had never really shared that with him. And I happened to be watching a YouTube video when he like came in, this was maybe a few months ago. And I just remember like his look on his face. I like, I was like, oh yeah, it's like these 13 signs that you're like connected to the Arcturians, which is like a certain um, type of like alien, like race. And he's like, oh, um, Wait, so you're saying right now that you think that you're part alien? Like, are you? 
he like didn't know what to say, but he just, I, I, you guys probably can't see my face if you're listening to this, the recording, but it like really threw him. And I could tell that in that moment, it was too far for him. Like it was too much for him to take in. And I think that he's like cool with it, but there's times where I step into different things and um, he doesn't even know what to say to me. Exactly. <laughs> well, well, I can only imagine with you, like, I don't think I know, <laughs> but I, again, Bob is like one of the coolest like people ever. So this isn't about him not being like tolerant or cool or awesome. It's about how weird you and I are. <laughs> and you got lucky because you bamboozled him after you got married, but I'm out here <laughs> on a legend. Like I can't even keep the weird shit like bottled up. Like I can't, like that's part of my problem. Like I can't play well, it cool. Well, do you want to? Like, that's my thing is like, do you just from day one be like, like in before you even meet in person, be like, I need to know where you stand on Abraham Hicks and manifestation on um, universal consciousness and Anunnaki theory. Like, what are your thoughts on those three things? And then based on their answers, do you then decide if you go? Like, like what is your way of sort of like vetting if they can like be a partner for you? Like, do you, honey, is that important? Honey, there's like not a line around the door where people need to go out there with clipboards and vet people, all right? They're few That's and far. That's what I see on Facebook. <laughs> I see the comments. Yeah. They want to. They want to vet part of me, all right? There is a difference. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I, one of the other times I, and it didn't progress to a date, but I met this guy, where was it? It's probably like at a, a recovery something, something. And I it's just started going on this tangent about the untethered soul and like, like <laughs> the voice in your head. And I went off on this whole tangent. I could see the interest in me very quickly <laughs> going further and further away. It was like a light demean. Like backing away. Yeah, like, <laughs> all, like all excited, like getting into the conversation with me. And then as I go on and on about the voice in your head and the inner critic and, you know, being in the seat, like yeah, just this guy like, uh-huh, uh-huh. All right. So that has been my experience with being spiritual in dating. I am curious if anyone else has had any fun adventures out there. Yeah, I really want to hear you guys comment and whether you guys want to either join us or like just stay in the comments and let us know, have you had awkward dates because you brought up something super spiritual and people were like, what the fuck? Like, have you had weird moments? Am I the only one that has these moments with my partner? I like kind of cross a, a line, like a threshold where the, I'm a little too much for them. Um, comment, like we do commonly like pull comments in and we really want to like what we really want you to do is like join us live and we'll give you a link and you can like hop on here and talk to us. Like a, like we're real people. We want to talk to you, talk to us, <laughs> hang out with us. Um, so I'm thinking though, that with the spiritual awakening that's happening, like there's sort of this mass awakening. I feel like you and I are both on the same page that with this whole ascension process and the frequency shifts that, it actually might be easier. Like, do you feel at least positive about that opening up more potential partners because people have opened their minds to it or their souls kind of been activated and they're open to it? I don't know. I, I feel like everyone's kind of gotten like spiritually punched in the face right now, to be quite honest. Like, you know, I think that the, the awakening didn't come 
gently for most and still doesn't come gently for most. I think a lot of people are still resistant, but I, I think that's, you know, you, you and I were talking just before about like the energy right now. So right, right now it's like to like get like on sexy, let's go on date time, you know? So I think it's gonna take some time and some adjustment for people to really get into the verver of the new them. And I know that you released a video yesterday kind of talking about that business wise, but like, I think it's gonna be a hot minute before. And then there's the catch up game too. And I don't even necessarily, I know I'm rambling a lot. Know if I want like all into everything I'm into because it's like kind of like my, like my thing, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of my retreat. And I, I kind of like that I can go and talk to you about aliens and shit like that. And I don't know if I, maybe I'm a greedy bitch. Maybe <laughs> I don't, <laughs> don't want to share the aspect. So what's this comment um, about here? Jocelyn says, um, always reserve the deep spiritual stuff for at least the third date. Prior to that, I just tell them I'm sober and a hippie into crystals and shit. <laughs> <laughs> How does that work out? Like, I wonder, like, what, like, maybe Jocelyn has like this, this secret, like maybe she, maybe the third date, maybe they're just like invested in you and they, they, I, I don't really know. You have you ever watched Monica the medium? Like, did you ever watch her when she was on Freeform or whatever that show was? Was that the name of the show Monica the medium? Yeah. She's like, she's younger than I am. So I think it in that show, she was like a mid twenties medium and she, it was like a reality show about her being a medium, but and doing readings for people like in front of live audiences, but then also dating and being like a 20 something and having that, that kind of dating life. And so it was really interesting. They'd like show her on dates and then um, she would start asking them questions to be like, Hey, um, like you could tell it was like bothering her. And then all of a sudden on her date, she'd be like, okay, I just have to say it, like your grandfather is here and he's talking about this watch that you have and how like, and it's from World War II, it has an engraving on the back and then like seeing like the different like things that her dates would do. And then finally, I think she's still with this guy. Like they showed a lot of like weird different dates or guys that would get weird about her being a medium and going and giving people messages while on their date because she like just couldn't help it. And then finally she found this like partner that he wasn't, he was like a Bob. Like he wasn't like, he wasn't against it. He was like open to it. And he was like intrigued by it, but it wasn't like he was a medium or that he had any intentions to be, but he just like supported her and like let her do her thing. And so it's definitely interesting from that aspect. See, I think people like you, not you and I need Bob's, you know, that have, you know, a spirituality themselves, but are cool. Like go do whatever the, Oh, you're a witch. Okay. All right. Let me know how that turned. Don't spend too much money. <laughs> oh, you're an alien? You're going to stick around, right? Because we've got two kids. Like, you're not going home to your home planet? Cool. Like, awesome. All right. You know, don't scare my family too much with tarot cards, Ashley. It's like, that's awesome. That's perfect. I'm oh, wondering that's Jocelyn interesting. The tarot cards in the Catholic family. <laughs> do, do you want to talk about that? Or is that too much right now? Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> so we can uh, laugh about it now, but it kind of sucked in the moment, yeah? Um, there's been a few things like, obviously I do readings on my page and I feel like any, anybody that follows, like, I remember, uh, he has an aunt that was telling me that I was like messing with the dark side or, you know, something like that, the things that are evil because I was pulling cards. 
and I was kind of like, okay, I was kind of at the same time, I was like, okay, well, she, I also want to have a boundary where it's just like, and Chris can think that if she wants, but at the same time, she doesn't need to be coming and putting that on my page. So I'm just like, I do have a line. I will block a bitch, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Um, <laughs> did that, was that wrong? Was that no. wrong? No. <laughs> I'm like, I really don't care if she thinks that, but if she was going to continuously like show up or like flood my comments with that, at that point, like, I'd be like, okay, you're sort of interfering with this love and light thing that we're trying to do over here during our readings. And so um, the other thing is like going to a very Catholic like family wedding. And uh, my husband has an uncle who's a Catholic priest and has a very Catholic family. And so I brought my tarot cards to the family wedding and, um, I uh, pulled them out, you know, they're kind of like drinking. They're kind of like a fun family, but I definitely saw like I very much crossed a line and that my father-in-law, like I remember like the other cousins were like sort of like asking his dad, well, well, well why? Like, why, why don't you want to do it? Like, do you, do you not believe in it? Do you think it's evil? And like, he just like didn't know what to say, but it was kind of like it like just repelled him and he just like sort of went off into his own room and just didn't want to be a part of it. And I remember telling Bob, I'm like, I feel like this is a big part of my business is a big part of me. And I'm like, I don't know that they probably realize as, as much um, how much I do readings, you know, and I think it's fine. I feel like there's always going to be a line with those family members that they're just never going to relate to me on that level. And they to them, I'm like just the one that created babies like with their son. <laughs> Oh, no, it's true. Like, I, I like, it's almost like I kind of need to come into acceptance with that, that like, it's partly generational and partly that like, they just won't go into that space with me that like, that's sort of like what I am. And like, they'll kind of compliment me on being like a mother, they'll ask me questions about my kids. But there's kind of like, I think like a line there that like, as much as I kind of try to be open minded, I think I need to come into acceptance at times even with my own family that they're just really not always that interested in what i'm doing and i know we didn't really mean to talk about like family love i feel like that's going to be a different episode but like you know i think it's is what it is sometimes with your family and with your in-laws family that like you're going to be you and they're going to be them and letting that be okay you know well i think it is all part of the love journey of a light worker but that that, that shit always trips me out when people are like so like i don't I love exploring all cultures. Like I love all cultures. I love exploring all religions, even the stuff that I'm like, what the fuck? Like I love exploring it and like learning about it and being educated. Like I remember like I went to an Indian wedding with my grandmother when I was 16 and got drunk there. And it was like just the most fascinating experience to see their culture and what they're all about. Like I, I love aspects of the, the, the Catholic culture and how theatrical they are. Like I don't, I only get offended when people are condemning other people. So it really trips me out when people try to like shut them down, you know, like, no, like people that's evil. Or, that messing with darkness when it's like, clearly I'm like the most kind of like bright light, sort of like bringing kind of love and like healing and nurturing the people. But it's like, that's their conditioning. And it's like, I'm never going to, 
you, I can't really blame them for how they were conditioned and it's going to be up to them if they want to kind of decondition and take a step back. But that that's what they were raised to believe. And so that's their truth. And I definitely like don't ever really try to change people's truth because I feel like it's basically like yelling at a wall, you know, or talking to a wall. So I think at that point I just kind of try to step away and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going to go fucking do my thing. And that's cool. I'm down with Jesus. I'm down with him. And, uh, all your other peeps, you know, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really feel like at least with like other family members, um, I guess I'm sort of like clearly not caring at this point, like really what their beliefs are. I, I'm sure that there's a lot of interesting conversations and I'm not around about me and what I'm doing, but <laughs> that's okay too. Well, welcome to my world, bitch. Welcome oh. to my world. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we were like thinking of talking about it in a different episode, but there's a lot of talk right now around like twin flames as well, because there's a lot of people that are single that are wanting to call in um, their, their twin flame mm -hmm. and to connect with that person. And I feel like there's a lot of talk about that in the spiritual world, even that nine, nine portal that was recently, it was like about, Twin flames. I feel like I see Sandy talking about twin flames and lots of twin flame talk. But I feel like we do want to maybe, I don't even know if I'm the best person to describe it, but the difference between a soulmate and a twin flame, right? Like that mm -hmm. we do want to differentiate between those things because James and I are actually twin flames, but clearly not romantic partners in this lifetime. <laughs> and she keeps, she keeps yeah. trying. And I'm like, no. <laughs> oh my God, you're going to start some kind of controversy. He always makes well, jokes. And I'm like, dude, like we go on trips together. We stay in the same hotel room. And I was like, if you keep making these jokes, my husband's going to be like, is he really gay? But he does. I don't know. Well, that, that's why I always, I'm very hesitant to even write anything about you being my twin flame that I know Bob might see. So I'm like, I don't want Bob to think like twin flames. I'm like trying to get in their pants. <laughs> But I only make fun of it because you talk so sultry to, like, I think you just do it not knowing it, but you talk so sultry to me on, on the phone all the time. Like, I think like, you've always said that about me, that, like, you used to tell me, so if you guys didn't know, James and I used to work at Joe's Crab Shack together, and he told me that I had a sex operator voice when I talked to my tables. No, I pointed out that you did. I did not just say, you, and it's weird. And you still pull it, like, I'll answer the phone, you'll be like, hi, how are you? <laughs> Oh, it was a good day. Mm, I love that for you. And I'm like, <laughs> I love that for you. So was that how I talked to my tables at Just Crab Shack then when I was a server? Yeah. And the way you stood at the table too. I mean, let's be real, girl. You were knowing how to make your, your money at that time. It, well, I did work at Hooters after that. So maybe so. But fun fact about Ashley. <laughs> Is it fun? <laughs> is it but anyway like what was it that was it what i was saying was it how i was saying it was it my tone of voice like why did you think that all of the above all of the, <laughs> you're just you're just a naturally a very seductive person and but then a goofball at the same i don't time. even see that i don't see that i feel like if i okay when i tried to do those like boudoir photo shoots and you're supposed to be sexy and you're like have to be like 
I feel like I cannot fucking do sexy faces. Like I just, I just can't. Like I'm too much of like a cartoon character that it's really hard for me to just be like, like sexy. I feel like I need lessons from Crystal. Like Crystal is so good at that shit. She's just like this gorgeous, like sexual goddess. And I just feel like it's like she just does it without trying. But I feel like I, I feel like we're getting a little off topic. But I do want to pull in. Lays' comment. Is that how you say your name, by the way? I feel like I want to say Lays. Is it Lisa? Is it Laza? Can you tell me, girl, how to say your name? Because Lisa, or maybe it's a very erotic. Maybe it's erotic, exotic Lisa, but Lisa. I know. I know. I want to say Lisa, but I want. I feel like she, I've had some really good conversations with her on Facebook recently, and I'm just like, man, I feel like I should know how to say your name already. So she said, I let my partner get to know me a little first. Um, then I told him that I was interested in spiritual stuff. Luckily, he was interested and accepted me for who I am. He has been very much a part of my journey, and I could talk to him about anything. Mm -hmm. Oh, so I love it because it's sort of like somebody has to go first that like, someone has to be the one that's like willing to be more vulnerable first for the other person to feel sometimes safe enough to even be like, me too. I, I'm into it too. I'm wondering how many of these people also had the sex before they talked about the spirituality. Cause I mean, that can get someone, if the sex is good, you can land them with that. <laughs> so I wonder if people are not being completely honest with this whole third date thing. <laughs> or maybe a third date to me means we've already done it. I don't know. But back to the twin flame thing. So Yes. Yeah. So a lot of times a soulmate and a twin flame are different. Like, so you can have a lot of different kinds of um, soulmates who, who actually might be your romantic partner in different lifetimes. And my understanding is that you only have one twin flame or twin soul, so to speak. Is that your understanding as well? You guys can correct us. I feel like there's probably people that listen that actually know way more about this shit than us. Well, I don't but think that, Come I, on and tell us about it. I don't think there's that's anything to be corrected on because I think I've read a lot about there's a lot of different theories and options of beliefs on it. For me, what resonates the most is I, A, I believe you can have a lot of soulmates yeah. in a lifetime too. But for me, there's only one twin flame, which lucky you is you. And you know, you show up in each other's different life experiences and it's that intense connection. Not sexual, Bob. No. No. <laughs> Not so, tell me though, like, do you remember when you were doing those doxy meditations to attract like a soulmate? Like, do you remember that conversation? Tell us like about that. Well, I think you like it because it's like a compliment to you. Like it was a, a doc doxy. I feel like I say that wrong. Lisa, Lisa, Dex, doxy. I can't say anything right today. <laughs> but uh, I was doing one of those overnight uh, manifestation meditations that you do as you're sleeping. And I love that guy's voice. I really need to see a picture. If anyone has a picture of the gentleman that does those meditations, I need to see what he looks like <laughs> because it turns me on. It's like a male version of Ashley with the voice. Maybe doxy is soulmate. Yeah, maybe maybe he's single, and maybe like yeah, he should yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he started talking about like uh, a soulmate, and he was you know in his sexy dossy voice was like someone that gets you, someone that loves you no matter what's going on, someone that makes you laugh. And I and I was like fuck this, and I turned it off. I was like fuck, I already got this. Like I don't need to manifest <laughs> this. 
because you know Ashley is my my twin flame and you know one of my soulmates. You know, non-sexual love. So not in this lifetime. So I, I think for twin, and I believe that like the twin flame can't like can be that romantical soulmate as well. But I think that people look for their twin flame to only be in a romantical sense. And yeah. I'm so I'm, I'm so blessed that I've found my twin flame outside of a romantical sense because I would never want any of that to ever lose you in this lifetime because of all the ups and downs well, and hills and valleys of a romantic We have career. separated because I think that that's the thing about the twin flame like relationship and connection that it is very chaotic and um, tumultuous and dramatic <laughs> because that's like a part of how the the growth takes place and so if you go and you like read like the 12 ways to know if it's a twin flame relationship or those kinds of articles it always talks about the separation mm -hmm. that like someone isn't quite ready for that kind of connection and usually one of the partners like pieces out and then there's like a joining back together and that like there's basically different stages of the cycle for that growth process to really happen and you and i had that in our relationship as well yeah, but I'm saying like what's awesome that uh, we aren't romantical twin flames is we had that piece out. It is now, but we had that that <laughs> piece out year separation. Year separation, we came back together, and if it would have been a romantical, it's a thing. It's happening. If it would have been a romantical thing, you would have been married and would have been like, oh fuck. But you know, we came back and you were married, and I was like awesome you have a kid awesome so i'm very glad that in there's none of that overlapping in our our twin flame relationship because you're so essential to me yeah i think that it is good for people to know that their twin flame could be a friendship a deep friendship like somebody that they're going to be it could be a family member that the romantic thing that a lot of times it is romantic but it's someone that you essentially come together with for a lot of um, spiritual growth and development that you guys essentially help each other continue to evolve as beings because, and you and I are very much like that in terms of like calling each other out on things of like being the person, like when I have something um, going on that feels really chaotic, I feel like you get me on a, a deep soul level that you always know what to say to me to help me kind of evolve or move past it. Aww. And, you know, in the spiritual terms, I'm really thankful that I have you to make sure I don't sell myself short. I think a lot of light workers or people that are spiritually in tuned uh, do is that they sell themselves short because they think that no one out there can get them, embrace them, or I don't know, really encourage them to go down their light worker path. And I just yeah. know that you won't let me settle for anyone like that. <laughs> yeah, I think that that's definitely a thing for light workers to think about right now because there's a lot of the healer light workers that are like waking up to things and waking up to their gifts. And I think it's really important that if they are in a committed relationship, that they're not afraid to be themselves and that that might mean um, either a lot of things have to change and shift in the relationship where that relationship might fall away if they're not able to be themselves and express their gifts. And I think it's also a time as well for people to not feel as though um, they need to 
be someone else to attract a partner because ultimately like the more that we embrace who we are the more that we step into self-expression it seems like we are really able to reach these higher and higher frequencies and mm -hmm. attract a partner that's going to be that even more of a vibrational match so i think it's important to to think about that so that you don't sort of pay for it later um so it is pronounced lisa but some of our high school friends did call her lisa and so i was right <laughs> i know you, you love, love that. that you love that sentence so much you just love it <laughs> and then solange was saying she's why didn't solange just come on the camera and say this go on I though i know I know, right? So Solange is saying that she's always been interested in spiritual stuff since she's been a little girl. She's been with her partner for 14 years. I just oh learned gosh. that the other day, right? Yeah. And that he babies, always knew though. about her interest. I know, right? Um, and so he's actually started to get interested more. And so, um, hi, Grey Wolf. Say hi to Grey Wolf. He's here. He, I can't see him. Hi. Can't see him. Hi, can't Grey see Wolf. Comments. <laughs> I um, I don't have my comments on because you get very angry for the echo. So I'm respecting my twin flame right now. You can't see it in this this back end here. I'm not the only one that could see it. No, you have all the power, which you love. Go on. <laughs> um, I think that when I had a reading um, before Bob and I got married, I had a reading because I was sort of like, oh, how's this? Um, or no, maybe we were married. But anyway. It was a reading around um, a, having a partner and kind of like how having different spiritual dynamics played out. And essentially what she saw in the reading was that we were both on the same path, but in, in different places on it and going at different paces. And she was like, oh, it's like as if you see the carnival out there and you're like, oh, my God, it's a carnival. Oh, my God, there's all these rides and they have churros there. I can't wait to like do more. And she's like, and he's like, cool. A carnival. Did you turn your comments on? It's echoing. No, I didn't. No, no, did not. Are you sure? I would not lie to you. I'm afraid. <laughs> but that—that's what I was kind of saying. Like, okay, like I—I'm I, a recovered alcoholic, recovering alcoholic, recovered alcoholic, uh, and I don't necessarily want to date another alcoholic. A because it's like two fucking roller coasters going at the same time, and then B because I also don't want too much of the same thing in the the same in the relationship if that means i don't know if that makes sense but like you know i don't yeah. know if i necessarily yeah. i don't know how a medium can be with a medium you know and have all that intensity going on at once and bob's got like his own shit he's fucking so talented and a musician and a band and he has all his shit but like if both of you had the same shit going on all the time like i don't know how that would work i don't know like i feel like it'd be so much so like one I, partner kind of grounds the other. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that partner is less fantastic. It's just they're fantastic in a different way. I just think if you're both so fantastic, it's like actors being together and how that rarely works. Cause if we're both trying to be fantastic in the same way or both like into the same thing, like I think you can burn out. What do you think about that? Like two, like, like two mediums being together or two psychics or, you know, like you with a you, like I don't see that working. How would you feel with you with a you? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm sure that there's times where it can work. 
I more often see people either being similar to Bob and I, where one partner is kind of like supportive, and maybe they're like, yeah, I'm into manifesting. But they are, sorry, I'm getting the echo thing in my ear. It's you, girl, not me. You talk. You're going to do this now where I got to talk because you hear the echo? Until the echo goes away because I keep hearing myself. Echo back. I don't think that's how technology works where you just stop talking and it goes away. But anyways, like I, I, I personally, we should probably, it would be interesting to have a, a couple like that are both mediums on like, right. Well, if you know anyone that is a medium that's with the medium and how that dynamic works or, you know, he's saying, are you going to make me read it? Cause you're still, but we're okay. So he says, uh, if you both weren't mediums, you wouldn't understand each other. Me and my partner both work with spirit. Otherwise, you would think I'm barking. <laughs> I could see that too. I think that it could work. See, Carl has a. Like, I'm curious, like, to hear from somebody that is with a spiritual partner, and if it ever gets like too intense, or how they kind of ground the relationship. I think it would be fun. Like, I think that there's certain things that when I get excited because like Bob's in the manifesting and I can like sort of like use the language around him or like, 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 something about like manifesting your energy. I'm like, I'm like, yes, go on. Tell me more. What are you saying? You know? Does that, does that do it for you? Does that get you going? Oh, you're talking about laws of attraction. Say more. <laughs> no, I feel like if, if I want him to get more into it, my entry point would probably have to be like, Hey, like um, the tantric sex magic, like you can manifest through sex and he'd be like, great, I'm here. Like, let's, let's learn this. Let's do it. Where's the course? So you're saying he would be into that? Oh, like, because if it has to do with sex, I feel like most male partners would be like that. That should be your entry point, I guess, for maybe your male partners. You just keep saying entry point like a dirty bird, dirty bird. I am not connecting that with anything dirty. You're the one that is. You were talking about tantric sex and you said entry point twice. I, I think that you are, you always say I bring out the nasty in you, but you are nasty on your own accord. Ma'am. Carl said the echo's bad. I'm not sure how to fix it at this point. I, I believe it's coming from your sound studio. I don't know how to, I have earphones. Okay. I think sometimes technology is just gonna do its thing, you know? It's, it's true. What can you do? I'm surrendering. I think that, did you just change something on your end? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's it's gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this means it's like our our completion of the conversation. I can't fix Maybe. it. Maybe Source wants us to go and be rejuvenated on our our own experiences right now, and come back together. Do you want to? Can I tap lightly on what we plan on discussing next week? Mm -hmm. Yeah, do it. Okay. Just to garner some, I almost want to say not only to garner 
garner some more people that might want to speak about it, but I'll almost support on it because it feels so heavy. But you and I have been kind of going back and forth on this. At one time, we planned to talk about it, then we were we because of other outside circumstances. But we are going to be talking about sexual assault uh, next week. And this is a, a topic that has been very impactful in both of our lives. And really want to talk about I want to talk about the anger out of it, getting away from being so angry and you know, owned by it and uh, learning how to help other people with that experience. And I know that you wanted to go at it with another viewpoint too, not just, you know, sitting there telling the war stories and how horrible it is. And, you know, the statistics and what, you know, specifically women especially go through, but you wanted to go at it with another angle as well. Correct. Yeah, I think the echo is still here. So I, you don't have an echo, but I have an echo. Explain the the video that I saw that made me be like, hey, let's talk about this on the podcast. I don't remember which video it was because we've been talking about this forever. There was a video of somebody saying, hey, isn't it interesting how every woman we know has been raped or assaulted, yet we seem to know no men that are rapists or assaulters? Isn't that interesting? Remember well, there that? there we go. Okay. Now I remember, yeah. I know we've been talking about that a lot in conversation, but mm -hmm. also, you know, this is a spiritual roundtable and how that can really suffocate your spiritual life if you don't deal with it in some capacity. And I, I really want to talk about the journey that you and it'd be a really fascinating conversation, but there, there's any women out there or even any, any men, you know, that want to speak about it. I think it'd be a great time to have a serious discussion in a safe environment and really bring strength to one another. Because I know that every single individual, every single woman, and some of the gay men I know have gone through a form of sexual assault. And if you don't deal with it, it does crop up in other areas of your life and it can be suffocating and it can be deadly. So I, I don't wanna say I'm excited, but I'm glad we're finally gonna talk about it and bring that to the table. Yeah, and I think that on a spiritual vibrational level, it's also kind of, I think, going into like the healing aspect of like the womb chakra because with all of the divine feminine activations that are going on right now it's important for women to release any um vibrational energy even from past romantic sexual partners that they've had that because we're actually allowing these these energies to enter our body with a with a partner that it's important to know that that energy stays behind if we actually don't actively release it so I think I still have really bad echo. I don't even know. Okay. Well, maybe that's a, a cue. We should wrap it up. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you yeah, yeah. for still showing up and being your amazing self, even with echo and all. And uh, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll, right. we'll revisit things uh, next week, hopefully, with without the echo. Sans echo. All right. Uh, I love you. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.